Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Gadget Flow. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am joined with Alice Creasy, CEO and founder of Med Answers. Alice, thank you so much for joining us today. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. So, Alice, you have an incredible story behind you. I'm really excited to dive into your equity crowdfunding campaign that you did on Start Engine. But you know, let's let's begin at really the the beginning here. And where did this all start? And what inspired you to create Med Answers? Great question. I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, sometimes seeds are planted years before you have a full idea form. 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer at a pretty young age. I was only 31. And my experience in going through cancer treatment was unique in that my second opinion oncologist didn't agree with the treatment plan my primary oncologist had already had me on, meaning I was already getting chemo when I realized that my second opinion oncologist didn't agree with what chemo I should be on. That was a very frightening experience. Uh, Chemo is really difficult to go through. And for whatever reason, I had the foresight to get the two of these physicians on a phone call together. So the three of us are on a conference call and I, I had them explain to each other where they were coming from. I wanted to understand their critical thinking behind each of their approaches so that I could decide what made the most sense for me. And in the end, I switched to my secondary uh, or my second opinion oncologist, and I, I started down a different treatment path that was much more aggressive than the other one that I did. It was the decision I could live with. So flash forward or flash forward, you know, years. And as I was getting deeply entrenched in the fertility field, I started to notice that when people go into paying $20,000 for an IVF cycle, or in some cases up to 60, in the case of surrogacy, $130,000, this patient population would really benefit from the experience that I went through with oncology and getting multiple opinions to weigh in on very big treatment decisions. That was really the genesis of the idea. So when my business partner and I started formulating and fleshing out, how would we do this? We thought, Okay, well, Cora meets meets LinkedIn, you know, for fertility. Let's actually get patients into one place. Let's anonymize them. And then let's give them access to specialists who, who can weigh in. We can have more than one specialist weigh in on an answer. And we can have specialists even upvote answers. So patients in specialty healthcare verticals can actually get clinical consensus around answers to their very personal questions. So when you were creating MedAnswers, you know, what, what was that process like? I'm assuming you weren't an app developer beforehand. So how did you go about deciding what features to include in the app, which version to launch on, whether it be Apple or Android, et cetera? Such great, important questions for, for people who are considering this. You know, 
I, I got great advice from a lot of people who are software developers and, and technologists heading into it. The truth is my business partner and I fleshed out the core feature set over email. I mean, you know, like all great entrepreneurs, we weren't, we weren't, you know, at a whiteboard, you know, scribbling this out. We actually just, the idea popped and it just sort of flowed. And as we were coming up with our core features, you know, then I did workshop with an agency to come up with every possible feature idea. And then we were able to step back and say, what is the minimum viable product here? And the minimum viable product for us was that direct connection from patient to specialist. So we knew we would have to aggregate demand and we knew that we would have to provide supply, supply being these expert answers. So we looked at, well, what's the, what's the basic interaction that we knew kind of our friends in the fertility field would be willing to volunteer their time to do? And that's really around these answers. Uh, we, the, I think the other thing that we did do is, is we tested it. You know, we went out to our community and we had 20 to 50 kind of early adopters who said, yes, I want to be a part of this. I think it's a great idea. You know, they were really excited. So before I started building anything, I gained enthusiasm from the experts that would have to provide the first set of answers. And those same experts who were willing to answer free questions for us in the beginning were actually some of our first angel investors. Mostly, they got so behind the, the secondary part of our mission, which is to prevent the spread of misinformation. And that's in all specialty healthcare verticals. We just picked fertility to launch first because my business partner and I have been deeply entrenched in our field for, for years. And... That was the the area that we thought we could make the the greatest you know impact in the shortest amount of time. Yeah, and I love the fact that you followed you know through with you know creating the MVP, getting a community involved that really speaks to the audience to which you were going after, and then obviously having the experts needed on there to truly provide their opinion on the case itself, and then reaching out to them and them being so entrenched in you know loving the the process and the product that you've created to, to become your investor. So, you know, flat, you know, fashion forward here, you know, in terms of the equity crowdfunding campaign that you did on start engine a few years ago to, you know, jumpstart your development on that. What did setting up that campaign look like and how did you decide that equity crowdfunding was a viable means for you to raise your initial cash? I, I would say that was tough. <laughs> um, so the initial capital actually gave uh, came from my business partner and these early uh, adopters, if you will, these IVF specialists and the and, and people from the IVF community. What we did notice, though, is that we reached out to a community that that aren't necessarily sophisticated investors. They they haven't necessarily even invested in something before. The Start Engine campaign came about because we needed a vehicle to make it easy for non-accredited investors to join us. And in some cases, because it was the first time for them, that vehicle with Start Engine was kind of an educational opportunity and it was a safe place for them to trust that the process was legal, that all the documentation was correct, you know, that we had kind of the, the infrastructure support for them to know what they were getting themselves into, if you will. And then beyond that, it became this really incredible opportunity to get friends and family to invest. And in some cases, friends and family who you know could only invest $500 here or $500 there. In fact, 
the very first person who invested in our crowdfunding campaign is a friend of mine from first grade. Truly a friend of mine from first grade. I have guys that I played basketball with who invested in that campaign. So what started as an idea to really give the infertility field of specialists a vehicle to help them invest in our company, it really expanded beyond that uh, to be this incredible place for people I've known for years and years um, to have a stake in the company too. Did the majority of your investors come from your inner circle, if you will, or did you find that there were opportunities outside of that to bring other folks into the campaign itself? I think it was an 80-20 rule, 80, 80% new, you know, me, my business partner, or somebody else very close to us. And then 20% are brand new people, you know, whose names I, I didn't know before this, who are now within our, our trusted inner circle. Start Engine makes it pretty streamlined to get through the experience. That said, it's still a clunky process in, in the sense of you are rebuilding your entire pitch deck in kind of an electronic fashion. You know, and it, you have to go through a lot of checkpoints and there's a lot of approval steps. The Start Engine team itself was incredibly helpful to helping us get through the process as fast as we can. And, and we were super successful. I mean, I think that we oversubscribed in the first month. So then we extended it for a bit. But shortly thereafter, it was kind of time for us to move on to the next round of funding to go after venture capital. Yeah. So you guys went on to raise an additional $5 million via venture capital. So what are you guys doing there in terms of, you know, the additional capital? It looks like you've built out an incredible team now. So really, you know, interested to know what the last two years have been. The, yeah, so it's the last two years have been intense, Roy. <laughs> in starting, uh, the last two years have been a flurry of just growth and explosion and activity. We have an incredible team. We have truly built out our platform now on both iOS and Android and web. We have another kind of version of the website uh, coming out soon um, to really position us in more of the public domain as the Quora, you know, for fertility. But our user growth exploded. Um, we grew a thousand percent in the last year. We have added triple the amount of experts, probably quadruple at this point, um, answering questions. We have 12,000 answers provided by over 300 providers. And you know that grows every day. We also recently were able to finally launch our revenue engine. You know, we've really built ourselves as a patient engagement platform, but really for partnered brands and partnered clinics, we really provide a marketing ecosystem for them where, again, we go and get demand so they don't have to do it in all these super noisy places like Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and, and Instagram. They still ha need to have that brand presence, um, but we can be the patient acquisition channel for them. And that's because we've built such a great ecosystem, both within the platform itself and kind of um, in the greater social community. We have a super strong brand presence on Instagram. You know, we do, um, we get hundreds of thousands of views on our Facebook live videos per week. Uh, those I run with, uh, with a variety of our experts in the network. I have um, a Monday motivation one. I have a, a fertility tip Tuesday. And then we're adding a Wednesday as well to rotate expert voices in the community because our patients love video content. So we push that on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. So I'd say that, yeah, the last two years have been incredible. Um, we'll be releasing our telehealth tool set here soon so that we can take that connection between patient and provider a step further. 
you know, where we can make it really a seamless experience for our users to go ahead and book a telephone consult. And that's really important to us because 70% of the market is further than 30 miles away from an IVF clinic. And and we'll be doing another round of fundraising this year and then um, hoping to add another vertical next year, you know, to our domain set so that we're not just fertility answers, but we can expand into uh, obesity answers or migraine answers or diabetes answers. So with so much stuff going on and launching this startup, what's the number one tip that you would give to other startup founders in terms of launching their product? Oh my goodness, only one. <laughs> the number one tip. As you would like. Yeah. I mean, I think that the number one tip I would say if if I'm focusing with any founder is is really raise more money than you think you need. Because everything takes longer to implement and longer to get traction than you think it's going to. And I have a team that we move really fast. My superhero power is is being extremely catalytic. But I would say that everything still takes longer than one expects. So just you raise way more than you think you need. Absolutely. Well, Alice, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? I think so. I'll try to rapid answer. Do it. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? <laughs> I don't like bosses. <laughs> The most common answer. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Ooh, nobody's asked me that before. Hmm. I'd rather meet with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Could I do that instead? RBG for sure. So okay. what would be your first question for her? Gosh, I think probably the first question for her would just be in, in, you know, in the moments of doubt, where did she go to access to kind of access strength, you know, access the grit she needed to keep moving forward? Absolutely. Uh, what book would you recommend to other startup founders that they read? The Greatest Salesman in the World. Solid read. Where do you see yourself in five years? With an IPO. Excellent. Uh, all right. Last question, Alice. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think crowdfunding is incredible. I think that the future is a lot of people, everyday people who know nothing about investing, getting to invest in great startups and great companies and, and really crowdfunding being the thing that helps um, that helps propel startups forward in a totally new way. I think it, it's it, it is an essential part of the startup ecosystem now. Absolutely. Well, Alice, this has been awesome. Please, this is your, your, your opportunity to give our audience your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check you out. Absolutely. You know, Fertility Answers is an iOS and, and Android platform. If you are trying to conceive or struggling to conceive, we protect your anonymity and we connect you directly to expert solutions and even clinical trials that can help you on your path to parenthood. You can find us on medanswers.com or you can download the Fertility Answers app on iOS or on Android. And you can always check out our Facebook page. Um, to We have 16 pieces of incredible, rich content to help get all your fertility questions answered. 
Awesome. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the app, and everything else we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Product Hype. Alice, thank you so much for being on Art of the Kickstart today. Thanks, Roy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.